When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello, welcome. It's Mike Lee here. It's the Spurs show. Thank you so much for downloading us, streaming us. However you get us, it's, it's lovely to join us. Mm. Joining me this evening are two stalwarts of the show, uh, returning first time this season. Uh, Mr. Sean Singleton returns. Hi, Mike. Nice to see you, Sean. And Matt Creeley is here. Hello, Mike. And thank you very much. Thanks for coming. And joining us later is ex-Tottenham striker and midfield player, Paul Stewart. Uh, two shows. We're recording this in this afternoon. We're all off to the uh, Tottenham Barnsley Carabo. What is Carabo? Does anyone know? It's an energy drink. It's an energy. Is it really? And Carabo uh, League Cup uh, later on against Barnsley. We won't talk about that much because by the time you're listening to this, we would have already known the score. But we're going to look back at the wonderful game against Dortmund and Swansea. And then we'll be recording another show which will go out uh, on Friday. Looking forward to the uh, London derby against West Ham. Firstly, don't forget uh, this season uh, we are brought to you uh, with Labrooks. Um, who are giving us lots of specials and initially they're doing a bet five pounds get 20 pound free deal all you got to do is deposit five pounds in a new account labbrooks will add another 20 pounds to your account um follow the links at bet.spurshow.net i actually did that this weekend i did three draws huddersfield west brom brentford 100 pounds so there we go it 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 it's worth doing for a fiver anyway. Uh, we'll tweet the links, add it to our Facebook page, uh, put it in the description of this podcast too. Right, gentlemen, let's uh, talk about let's talk about Dortmund first because um, you both were you both there? Yeah, I was yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, it, it was amazing. I had a feeling we were going to win. I just yeah. felt it. But you know, the, the atmosphere, it, their fans, yeah, their the, fans the, the way they played football, the match itself was, I thought it was one of the most enjoyable mm, Wembley experiences I've had for many years. Um, you know, I can't remember. Was it because we kind of weren't expecting much? <laughs> maybe, or? maybe, yeah. But it was just... The pressure wasn't there almost. Every, it was if we'd lost a game three one, which we could yeah. have easily done, I probably would feel differently. But it just was it felt a really special night. Mm. I really enjoyed it. But they were a great team, though, weren't they? Well, I mean, it was, I mean, Matt, it was interesting that even at half time when we were two one up, you kind of looked at each other and sort of said, Phew. you know, we're, let's face it. I mean, you know, we're yeah. we're quite honest Spurs fans. We were quite lucky to be ahead, mm. but we changed it round. I have to say. Tactically, we're going about Swansea yeah. where I think we've got it wrong tactically. Tactically, I just thought we were tremendous. And I just, I've, I've always had this feeling I think we're going to do quite well in the Champions League this season. Yeah, I th- I th- do you know what I must feel? I found it a bit weird on, on Wednesday. I thought, <laughs> I thought the atmosphere was a bit flat. And it, maybe it, because, it was flat, Well, there was less people than people yeah, imagined. Yeah. That's, Probably because of last season. Once yeah. It, well, yeah, it was flat, but once it got going, though, it, yeah. like, it was. But the first half, like I say, we, we did have to kind of. We, I, there are two goals, brilliant goals. Mm-hmm. Um, their keeper was a bit Gomez-esque with yeah. his yeah, way into it, but yeah. their goal was what a goal! Yes, yeah. I always think Lloris looks very small in the Wembley goals. Like, yes. you know 
He's like one of the um, sort of he put a goal in one of the Sabutio goals. Super striker. Yeah, yeah. The but <clears throat> second half, you know, Ericsson and Dembele came into the game so much more. They were a bit lost in the first half. I find the game sort of bypassed them a bit. I, I agree, definitely in the first half. But the second half, I thought tactically, we really got behind them, we pressed them, and I mean, I mean, it was it was funny actually because Kane missed that chance. He did. Son missed the chance. Yeah. I thought, oh, here we go. This has got two all. Oh, Aurier right. was outstanding. Oh, he was tremendous. Oh, almost my, he's almost my my new favourite player. And I agree. So exciting. And, and Sanchez. Incredible. Oh, we, we said he's like the new Ledley King. Yeah. He's like someone like Daniel Levy's gone to someone and said, Can you create me a Ledley King but six foot? Same bigger. style, very languid. Yeah, but yeah. he's big Quite fast without looking fast but, in a sort of King esque way. He, make, he makes everything, he does everything simple and yeah. he makes it look easy. I think he just looks a Rolls Royce of a player, really. Mm. Still, still really early days, but. He's so young, you know. But he's been excellent. But, oh, yeah, I, I agree. I just thought. He was fearless, I thought. What the best debut of. For years, that is. Yeah. I can't remember. Someone coming. To, it, certainly, it looks like he actually enjoyed running up and down the pitch. There's yeah. A bit, there was a bit of pace in that in the team. Mm. Yeah. Which we've kind of missed. Someone mm. said to me, actually, it was a bit like uh, we were Chelsea and they were Spurs. Were they? They played all the great <laughs> football, but we were just so clinical. <laughs> no, and it was kind of. It was quite. You know, that was uh, we. You know, we held them off, didn't we? Because also we played tactically the the most different we've ever played we, well, that was it was almost, was so almost like rope a dope wasn't it we yeah. just held back and then took him on the break and they were, they were a bit kind of naive mm. they pushed too many players forward what well, was interesting out of old in the um, post-match sort yeah. of going tonight we played like men not boys yeah and that when you look at certain games last season this season you just yeah. go you know is there a little bit of savvy bit of nous yeah. missing and there, I thought we shot a lot of nous, you yeah. know, and I think that's a that was a big, big win. I Our really think that's a big was win. A, I thought it was brilliant. Oh, it was a tremendous yeah. move, what tremendous, what absolutely brilliant. It was uh, no, I thought it was it was it was great. And that that goal is almost like the Harry Kane signature goal, isn't it? Where he yeah. takes it, he, look, he takes his time. They're all bearing down on him, and he just always finds hits, the corner. And nearly hits that corner. Yeah, fantastic. No, it was it, it, it was great, and it was. It, I mean, it was interesting then going on to the Swansea game. Um, well, again, I didn't think Swansea would play in that tactical way, which they did extremely well. Mm. But there, there didn't seem to be the plan B. And let's face it, apart from hitting the bar, didn't really look like scoring. I mean, that, that was disappointing, wasn't it? I didn't realise until I saw the highlights that the, the penalty shouts were pretty strong. Yeah. And I wondered whether... Um, True. Who's it? Mike Dean, Mike Dean, mm-hmm. and the whole Mike Dean celebrating Dembele goal, and that's become mm. a thing on social. Has that consciously, subconsciously, got it to his head? Would by I'm not going to give a penalty. Even Harry Kane's taken out by an axe in the penalty era. They were blatant penalties. Well, I couldn't be Matt the first one. The lino didn't see it because he was right in line. He yeah. could see the arm coming out. But it, and even if Dean can't see it, the lino's got to go. Well, the arm is out. But, but also, he hit, hit his arm and then he put his arm behind it, his back. Quick, almost like exactly. But like the second, the second one. What Sean's saying about him celebrating the goal against uh, the Dembele goal was it two years ago? Yeah. The way he said that it was no penalty. It was like more of a. But it was more demonstrative than saying, you know, mm. celebrating the yeah. goal. It was like, you know, no, no. Uh, no yeah. to say, oh, that's, what, that's what I think he was no, trying to say. Do you know what? I'm not a Spurs fan. Stop all this nonsense. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I don't mind if I make a few mistakes, but I've just got to stop this Spurs thing. Well, maybe I'm exaggerating or, you know, imagine it, but it, it was such a... One, it wasn't, it wasn't a handball. And two, he tripped him up. 
You know, I, I, I'm, I've, I'm a great believer in bringing in this technology. Yeah. A bit like cricket, where you can have one or two appeals yeah. during a game. It happens so quick. All this stuff about, oh, it slows down the game. No, it doesn't. Mm. It doesn't slow down the game. He would have then looked at that Oreo thing and gone, got it wrong. Yeah, it wasn't handball. Yeah, therefore he was clipped. But generally in terms Cause of... Because, you know, he admitted he was clipped. He went, no, handball, he, he's handballed. It. I so said that, it, I said the it. second phase doesn't matter. A few years ago, the old NFL, the coaches challenged one a game. Mm. Yeah. And, Is that what uh, they got? Okay. Because, because it's uh, a reaction. So he thinks it's not a penalty. Mm. But fans behind that West End goal would have said, that, they're two pens. And Pochettino might yeah. have thought, one of those is a pen. I'm going to mm. turn into the NFL. But... Yeah. You know, it's your opinion against mine. But there's so much at stake because, yeah. you know, that would have, okay, you know, certain results went our way uh, that weekend. But, you know, that would have really propelled us up there. I, I almost put the first... Our most possessions since Optostats have yeah. come out in the Premier League. 75 But we didn't have that many, as you say, apart from the, mm. uh, the Kane... Miss, which by the way, uh, Sissoko got a lot of stick, probably deservedly, but he laid that on. I it was a good mm. assist. He's, I mean, he couldn't have got any worse. He has got better. I thought yeah. he played well against Dortmund. Yeah, he was good against Dortmund. Right. Yeah, but he's quite limited. But he did a good, <laughs> it was a good assist too. for Kane, and you know, really Kane should probably score. If it's the other way round, Sissoko's getting pelters yeah. for that, for missing that. <laughs> Uh, but do you know what we remind you of? No, one of the first, we, we, the way we played against Newcastle until mm. we scored, yes. it was a bit like that. Where it, it was, was. A bit slow, a bit laboured, yeah. and we're just trying to pass round them, and we weren't getting anywhere. It's all huff and puff without mm. any cutting edge. Do there's you no think pace. We, there's no pace? Yeah, yeah, there's there's no pace. And do you think uh, this was a prime example when you're looking at the bench? We don't have a. I know he's injured. We didn't buy him, but a Barkley that type yeah. of player that could come in and do something a bit different I don't, I don't think that there's an issue with having someone different from Barkley to, to Ericsson to a, you know Dembele didn't play because he can't play two games in what four days mm. we miss Winks that kind of player and that kind of yeah. what it is is for the first 15 minutes it's obvious that they're going to come out and just sit yeah. behind the ball it's batter them for 15 yeah. maybe get an early goal then yeah, they've the got goal. to come then yes. they've got to come out Very true. Yeah. otherwise yeah. we'll just do what we did at Lane last year one two three four five nil yeah. and we are we, I think we are close, very close to be very to being very good. Yeah, I think if Aurier starts at right back, and I like Trippier a lot, but Aurier mm. just has got pace. And Danny Rose gets back. I'm not saying Ben Davis hasn't been mm. poor because he's been excellent. We missed him on on Saturday. Yeah. Apparently, he was injured on Friday. Apparently, that's why he didn't play. But but mm. we, you know, okay, Delielli's he's going for a bit of a, a laboured period. But what players do? Mm. So we are, cl- we, you know, we're not that far off five points behind the leaders, yeah. and, and they've been coasting against teams. Everton against you know United four 0 Everton are struggling. Look how much but money they spent. But say, I had to say that I watched that United Everton game, and until the second goal, Everton were absolutely in it. Well, I just, and, it, yeah, and that, that score flattered United. So mm. this is it. We haven't had anything that's flattered us yet. Mm. Everton, we didn't flatter because we absolutely pummeled them. Yeah. So we are. We're not that far off. Once everyone starts clicking, I think we'll be fine. The only thing I've always disappointed on uh, Swansea was uh, Laurenti comes on, and we didn't really play to his strengths. We didn't put the ball in the box once. Mm. And it was almost like we just carried on playing the same way with this really tall striker, good in the air, and we should just mixed it up. And that was a bit strange. And he did, I don't, th- I don't remember him taking one or getting one knocked down in the box. No. From he should have come on earlier, and I yeah. think we should play. We should change it. You know, you've got Trippier on there to knock it in the box. Um, but it was, it was one of those games. I think you know, one of those penalties given, then we win that three 0 Yeah, because at the back we're solid. As, as, as we are so solid now. Those three. Yeah. So solid crew, as I yeah. call them now. Very true. Well, look, uh, let's have a quick break now, and then when we come back, we're going to speak to our very special guest, Mr. Paul Stewart. 
The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. We're joined now by, uh, well, a, a player that many, many of us saw many, many times. Um, obviously part of that, still quite sad that it was the last time we lifted the FA Cup. Still part of that wonderful 1991 FA Cup winning team. And I believe was a rightly so man of the match uh, on that game. Uh, 131 appearances for Tottenham. 28 goals. It's, it's an absolute pleasure to have joined us now. Paul Stewart. How are you, Paul? I'm very good. Good evening. You good okay? evening. I'm um, also on the show. We've got Matt Creeley here and Sean Singleton who might chip in with the odd, odd question. Just, just so you know, Paul, that's okay. That's fine. That's uh, well, obviously, we, we, uh, great. I mean, we're obviously going to talk about your extraordinary book, uh, Damage My Story, uh, which yep. uh, obviously the main part of it looks at the, the violence and, and the sexual abuse you underwent every day, which was just awful just to read about um from the age of 11 to 15 and then how that pain manifested itself over the years through even when you were player drug and uh, drink dependency and to to how you're dealing with it to this current day when you went public last year obviously paul it's so much more than a normal footballer's memoir book it's uh harrowing shocking moving but also i'd like to add many light touches as well um how, how do you think, did you sort of, looking back, did you manage to funk? I mean, you're a professional footballer. So yeah. despite what you went through, you still had this extraordinary inner strength to, to function as a, as a professional footballer and an in, in, international. Looking back, where do you think that strength came from? Uh, well, first of all, thank you very much for those comments. Oh. But uh, if, I, if I'm being brutally mm. honest, would I have wrote a book had it not been... The full story, probably not. Mm. But the event, the events that unfolded in November 2016, um, it really then, you know, I had a story to tell. Mm. Which, as you've quite rightly said, I mean, if people are, if people are looking to buy an autobiography and a chronological day to day and year to year of a, a sportsman's life, then, you know, I think they may be disappointed in the book. You've rightly said that there are some uh, some light-hearted moments in there, mm. but ultimately uh, the book is about my life story and dealing with the the issues um, that I had from uh, from the abuse and, and 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 what went with that. And do you know what? At the time, because I'd blocked so much out. Um, I thought that I was handling it, but mm. obviously, as, as, as you've quite rightly said, it manifested itself into into other forms, which mm. um, obviously I regret and I'm not proud of. But mm. you know, sat here as a uh, nearly 53 year old man, and I look back, then I sort of can put into I can I, I can understand, if you will. Uh, why I went down those the, the, those roads of self destruction and, mm. and and into the drug and alcohol abuse. I mean, in in a way, I mean, would you kind of agree? Because of obviously other footballers, uh, not just professional, other stories that came out, which made you come out. In a way, I mean, boy, boy, that must have helped you because that gave you the strength to go. I have to tell my story. If you didn't, if that hadn't happened, do you think you would, would have ever told you the story? Well, I think I think I think in truth that that the story that 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 forced or sort of made my mind up was it was of a a player that hadn't reached sort of the heights that I had reached uh, in my career, mm. and 
uh, and that's no disrespect disrespect to the lad but I read his article uh, in the paper one day and my first thought was that this may get lost if I don't do something about it yeah good point now I knew there were other players that had uh, certainly fell foul of the abuser that abused me so I knew that there were other victims out there mm. and something just told me that Paul you, you really need to come forward and tell your story because I didn't want it to get lost and be yesterday's news. I obviously knew with the uh, with the great clubs that I'd played for, and Tottenham being one of those, um, that people would sit up and listen if I said something. So that's really what inspired me to come forward and tell my story. I mean, I, I don't want to get sort of too heavy, and I don't want to go into specific things in the book, because I want people to read... <laughs> go out and yeah. read the book uh, and obviously football was during that time your crutch and your salvation during the dark times what what i found staggering and i've i've got kids myself is that a how this goes on and is still probably still going on i mean this 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 i won't even call you a person this this monster i mean he was yeah. he was clever i mean my god to 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 sort of get the trust of your family who I had I you know I thought it was so moving the things that even they said in the book although it's your autobiography I thought it was so so lovely that they said no we want to sort of put down on paper how we feel about this as well I just like just say that it's ext- I mean I know and there's a thing in the book near the end when you set, went to the FA and sat down and you kind of intimated I'm not that happy with how they're going about things has that kind of changed now with these initiatives can this still happen i suppose is the point i'm trying to make i mean we would be um, very naive <clears throat> excuse me we would be very naive if we thought that it wasn't happening mm. um since i uh, i obviously came forward with my story and other players have done we have been we have been with the fa uh, and the sporting authorities, if you will, uh, over the, the, the past six, eight months, discussing safeguarding and, and the procedures and policies surrounding the issues. And I believe we've made giant steps and the FA have worked tirelessly along with us to make these giant steps. So I'm sure that... <clears throat> the situation that happened and we've got to bear in mind we're talking 70s 80s and, and, yeah. and early 90s here yeah. that you know uh, these stories were swept under the carpet nobody really wanted to accept that it was happening um, and it was never discussed whereas now i think you know it's at the forefront we have to accept that there is um, and children are, are at risk if we don't have the right policies and procedures and checks in place. And what I'm trying to do, and, and, and including right in the book, is, is make sure that I carry on pursuing that sort of goal to try and make it as difficult as possible for these, um, these people to access our, our up-and-coming stars. Mm-hmm. You see, what they do is they... they, 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 they Put a dream in your hand and then abuse that your your inspiration or 
or your will to become a footballer, mm. and then they have and they, they threaten with the power to take it away, amongst other things. And you know, I can only say that I all I ever wanted to do was play football, mm. and, and, and 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 the thought of that dream being taken away was was could have been you know worse than any dream that uh, a youngster could have. We've yeah. got to we've got to make you know. I mean, now children are are more aware of their surroundings, um, the social media, the, the Androids and the iPhones and so on and so forth. You know, it's, it's all there. It's all reported. So they are more aware of their, 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 their own space. Mm. But, you know, one has to, not, to make sure that, that we don't become complacent in that yeah. and, and, and don't think that because of that, that they are safe because these people are so manipulative in how they, how they um, grasp and get get into families um, like a long lost uncle, if you will, yeah. and 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 not knowing what's going on in the background. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, obviously, listeners uh, who have listened to this obviously remember your your time at Spurs. Um, for, for, you, you signed around this. I mean, obviously, Lineker was also signed at the same time. You kind of signed the same time as your still very close friend Paul Gascoigne. What was your memories of of signing for Tottenham, and and how did it come about? Well, I, I, obviously, you know, I was I was banging goals in left, right, and centre mm. for Manchester City. I mean, a lot of people think that I started my career at Manchester City, which in fact isn't quite the truth because I spent a long time at Blackpool. Never think, never, ne- never believing I was going to get my chance at the big time. There was mm. there was players there that that were being sold on, like the likes of David Bardsley, for instance. And I just I just felt that I wasn't, you know, I'd sort of missed the boat. I was getting, you know, I'd been in the team for three or four years mm. and I had this season where I scored a lot of goals and Manchester City came in for me. Mm. I went um, I played uh, sort of three months in the old first division and then scored a load of goals in the second division and all of a sudden the clubs were, were knocking on the door uh, Terry Venables took over, uh, obviously at uh, Spurs the year before, I think it was, and he wanted to to, to build a team that could challenge. Um, I was one of the players he uh, he he acquired, but you know he sold the club to me, mm. um, and 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 Gaza signed the next day. That so. was the very next day. Wow! That's yeah, amazing. I signed. That's I close. think on the Saturday in Port. In fact, he took the. Uh, the transfer record off me. I held it for a day and then the time goes up to two and a half million. So how, how we remain close friends with that happening, I don't know, but there you go. And then they signed Paul the next day. And, and, and we did have, uh, with, with the players that were already there, like Chris Waddle and Gary Mabbott and, you know, Paul Allen and some great players that were there. You know, he put a, he put a decent team together and it, it was just a great time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, for, for memory, it took a little while for you to settle. But I remember the second season you finished, well, second top score behind Lineker. Um, That's that, right. That was, yeah. I, 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 do you know what? It was difficult moving down south because I'd always... Well, your wife, your wife, you know, your wife stayed up north. up north, didn't she? You just had a kid and, and you were by yourself as well. Well, that's right. And, and do you know, it, it, you know, whatever anybody says, there is a... There is a difference between living um, up north and down south, and you know, I was I was I was still young, you know, as really at the at the not the start of my career, but just just coming into a club with such great players, I did feel a little inferior when I got there. I've got to hold my hands up, you know. All of a sudden, you buy 
Chris Waddle and Gary Mabbott and, and, and players of that, that, that ilk, if you will. And I struggle to adjust. And, and maybe uh, because of the bit of self-doubt, I didn't think that I deserved to be there. And, and, and you rightly say that I, I, I was thinking initially of, you know, trying to get back up north because um, that was where my roots were. But it just so happened that in the second season, things sort of changed. Mm-hmm. And, and I sort of went from strength to strength, if you will. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. It's Sean here. I'd be good, be good to know the story of how you, uh, you know, um, became a midfield player. But had you played in midfield before? You'd always been a striker your whole. No, but do you know what it was, Sean? It was pure luck. <laughs> we had we had a couple of sending offs in two sort of subsequent games, and I don't know whether you've watched many, many, many of Lineker's performances as a striker. But if you're looking to stick somebody back in midfield then I'm not so sure Gary is one of those ones that will yeah, yeah. will do the job that is needed there because of you know and rightly so if you want somebody to secure a goal and get one chance then it would be Lineker so I think the obvious choice was for me to drop back um, I felt comfortable there so it's more, it was more to, necessity than tactical it wasn't tactical in any way, shape, or form. So, um, what's the brilliance of Terry, though? That's why I always. No, no. You, 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 you sort of look at myself and Gary Lee up front and ask who can do a job in midfield out the two of them. Yeah. And you would instantly say, Paul, yeah. plus, if we get a chance, who would you have on the end of it, Paul or Gary? You'd say, Gary. So, yeah. um, by pure luck, uh, if you will, or. And it certainly wasn't tactical. I dropped back, but it seemed to work for me. And listen, I had, at the time, one of the best players in the world alongside me. So I sort of worked it, worked it out very quick that if I, uh, if I get the ball and pass it to, uh, to Paul, then he will do the magic that, 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 that will change a game. And all of a sudden I thought, I've got a good gig here. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, Gascoigne alongside me. If I can get the ball off whoever and pass it five yards, and then people started to, to look and say, well, he can do a job, and it just went from there, really, but mm. there was no mastermind in Terry's plan there, I've, you know, and I hope he's not listening, because he might never forget this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul, I mean, younger listeners to the show might not know that financially at that time, the club was, I mean, you can laugh at it now, the new stadium, the club was in major, major financial difficulties, obviously, you know, uh, Waddle went, we had to sell Gascon and all that, did that yeah. affect the players at all? Well, do you know what? When Chris went to Marseille and that season that he played, he was phenomenal. And in them, in that era, you know, your clubs like Marseille, your, your Italian clubs, they, they they were seen as the golden goose, if you will. The you know the Premier League wasn't wasn't attracting the attention and and certainly the money that that the foreign clubs were. And that in itself was was a problem because they could come and and nick your best players. So naturally, you lose Gaza, you lose Chris Waddle, you know. You, <laughs> You don't need me to tell you guys you're losing, you know, sort of world class players out of a Tottenham out of a Tottenham side. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, let's talk about the, the obviously the '91 season. Uh, I mean, most fans. I mean, we probably went sitting around the table, went to every game. Most fans will say until the final, got, Gaza got us there round by round. But, but it was yeah. actually you that kicked things off uh, against your former club Blackpool in the third round. Yeah, yeah I, remember the, was, I remember the conditions were awful that day. What were I was going to say, if anyone that <laughs> was there at the game will remember, yeah. it was uh, it was raining, it was blowing a gale as it normally does in Blackpool and 
you know, it was a difficult game, mm. and we we probably just edged it. Uh, Gaza took a free kick. I think Gary Lineker added it down, and I swung my left foot, and it managed to, you know, I managed to score. Uh, but from there, uh, Paul took over and single-handedly got us to the final. And, so, and when you look back, you know, the final itself was 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 sort of classed as the the Clough Gaza final, Gaza mm-hmm. because he was leaving, and because of um, Brian Clough never winning the FA Cup, they mm-hmm. they sort of matched it as the Clough and, and Gascoigne final. What but, was your memory well, of the game before? Obviously, we're playing Arsenal; they're going for the double. Uh, this, you know, I mean, I, I, I went to the game thinking yeah, that, we're not, that, we're not, most Spurs fans of a certain generation. It's my favourite game did, of all time. Didn't though. think we were going to win. It's probably my favourite game of all time yeah. because most fans yeah. didn't see it coming. What was said, I mean, because obviously we, we started so well, we were two up within 20 minutes. It was amazing. What was kind of said amongst the players and tactically? Well, you, you know what? We, uh, Arsenal, as, as, as everybody knows, under George Graham were dominating, weren't mm-hmm. they? And, 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 and they were... You know, without without you know, <laughs> they were a great side. They had some great players. But do you know what? On our, on our day, um, whoever we played against, we knew that we could uh, we could match them and outplay them with the players that we had. Mm-hmm. The problem we had, we were we were probably classed as a cup side rather than somebody would win the league. And on that day. Everyone was so up for the game. I think it was the first semi-final that had ever been played at Wembley as well. So there was that extra edge uh, on the game. Uh, we had heard a tale that um, that Arsenal had already recorded their cup final song oh, before really? the game. And, and I, I, I did subsequently find out that that wasn't the case. Uh-huh. But... Before the game, whoever whoever leaked that information Clever. sort of added even more spice to us going out and winning that game. Yeah. And of course, you know everybody remembers what Gaza did with the free kick. So you know it was a great day, as yeah. good as the cup final, yes. um, because it was our arch rivals. Yes. You know, make no mistake about that, and because it was at Wembley. And also, and they were Wembley. overwhelming favourites because they'd already won the league, hadn't they by mm. then? So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I would have given them favourites looking yeah. at that, looking at the game because you, you, you know, we we hardly ever came out on top against them in them yeah. days, and and they were dominant. You know, make no mistake about that. But you know, there was all these contributing facts, and and we happened to, you know, you had eleven players that turned up on the day. Mm, I mean, going going forward to the final now. I mean. <laughs> First half, we had a very, very hyper Gaza. Two tackles, which today were, were both red cards. Yeah, uh, they were. The, Lineker missing a penalty, a perfectly good goal off, ruled offside as well. Uh, yeah. What, what was said at half time? Because nothing was going right for us. Uh, do, do you know what? I think Gaza led the um, the half time team talk because he was so he was so wound up about wanting to leave Spurs on a high note. I think he did he did most of the talking. If I, if I remember rightly, um, we rightly so you, I mean, you know we had a goal disallowed that wasn't offside. Mm. Uh, Links missed a pen, and and we went one nil down then to a uh, which was also a, a foul. Free. Yes, you got pushed. Yeah. Got but pushed but out like you said, then you know Paul was probably lucky he should have been booked at least oh, if not sent off for the first <laughs> challenge on one, and and maybe he wouldn't have gone into that second challenge, but. No. You know, what happened on the pitch happened. And, you know, I just remember thinking at that time, you know, 
I may never get another chance to uh, to play yeah. in a cup final at Wembley um, in in the situation that it was in. So it was either what do we what do we do do we do we resign ourselves to the fact that that we let them win or do we pick ourselves up? And I particularly wanted to pick myself up and and try and grab it with both hands, which yeah. which I think you know well, uh, transpired that I did. Well, we we're definitely the better side and obviously let's talk about your goal which I never tire of watching the way you mm. I mean, with the way you peeled off wide just at the right mm. time you got the ball perfectly in front Harry Kane like wasn't it Kane like yeah you, you got <laughs> the wish. ball you got the ball in front of you just at the right time hit it perfectly you know into the corner of the net what was your memory of that and the rest of the game? How do you cope for the rest of the game when in your head just go, I've just scored a cut, the cup final? You well, know? no, you have to because you want to go on and win it then. And I yeah. think we, like you just said there, we had the momentum with us and believed we could go on and win this. And, 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 and you know, as good as the goal was, you go back, you see that the, the, the opposition sort of, you know, thinking they've got the cup, or well, at least one hand on the cup, are, are, are dejected. And, and it does filter through to you. And, and I just thought that if we keep going and keep going at these here, they may they may just well uh, crumble. And, and, and you know what? I've, I've heard a lot said about this cup final, but I, I, I genuinely believe it had a lot of drama. It had mm. everything in it, with, the, with, with, with whether it be the sending-offs, the, 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 the attention on Brian Clough, you know the goals that that were disallowed and, and the free kick from uh, Pearson. The own goal. I thought. I first thought own it was, goal uh, cup final. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was, and the own goal. Oh, not first Walker, sorry, of Matt, course. Sorry, yeah. not first one, but anyway, yeah. so second. But one, I, yeah. I, but I think it. You know, I think it had it had everything that you would want to watch, and what I remember of cup finals when I was growing up. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it's, it's a day that we we'll, we won't forget. Another thing, just going back to the book, which again is again you're very honest and graphic about it um mm. was 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 the drinking culture at spurs at the time i mean again younger fans who are all they know as the premier league won't believe that grown men and professional players could function week in week out with the amount yeah. of drinking you guys did yeah and, and do you know what it wasn't just i don't think it was the culture at the club it was a culture within the game you know in the 90s you know, it was it was almost like the, the the lads that play week in week out on a Sunday. You know, they have a game and they go for a beer, and and, and we had the same mentality at, uh, at, at at Spurs. And I think you know, it's it's widely known that a lot of the other clubs were uh, were the same. Yeah. And whether that was right or wrong, it was the culture at the time. Yeah. And whilst it did build team spirit. You know, can can one really perform at the highest level when they're uh, they were drinking as much as we were drinking? I think not. Mm. But at the time, it wasn't just Spurs that yeah. there was a drinking culture. You know, Arsenal and Liverpool. You know, all the top six as they were then uh, had the same. Even Manchester United. Mm. But uh, I mean, the game needed to change, and I think the the, the influences of the foreign managers the eating and the looking after yourself sort of changed and, you know, sort of evolution took its course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, moving forward now, I mean, presumably, you you know, you still love football and you watch football. What are your, and and, and I have to say, it was absolutely lovely to see you at White Hart Lane for the farewell game. Were you pleased with your reaction, the, the reaction from the crowd, Paul? 
Yeah, do you know what? I, uh, I I got invited down, and I was I, I don't go to many games, but I was never going to turn that down. I mean, I I have nothing but fond memories of Spurs, uh, despite some of the things that I've I've wrote in the book. But you know, maybe the first six or seven months was difficult, but. But when I look at look at the overall experience at the club, it was probably one of the happiest times of my football career, and and you know certainly that that that, that farewell, the club looked after us uh, really really well. I met some old friends, yeah. and I was I was uh, I was made up uh, with the reception that I got from the uh, from the supporters. Oh, that's lovely. And what are, you, what are your thoughts on the? Uh the current side now that when you, I mean, if you just watch on TV, do you think this team's good, good enough to win some silverware? I think they are. Yeah, definitely. You know what? It, I, you know, I watched them and I'm, I, I love to watch them. You know, when you look at the likes of Harry Kane, who you just mentioned and, uh, and Dyer and Deli Ali, and these players are, are world-class players. And, and I, I really do enjoy watching a the style of football. I love the way the manager is managing the club. Um, I think not only just silverware. I think they are uh, serious contenders um, for the uh, Premier League as well. And it's uh, it it really is great to see. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, Paul. It's it's been thank you so much for taking time out. It's, it's been, been my pleasure, pleasure to guys. To you. I urge everyone out there to go out and get the book. Not even if you, even if people aren't Spurs fans, because not only is it it's a great football memoir book, it really is a cautionary tale. And let's hope the FA and the authorities make it impossible for what Paul had to go through while playing youth football ever to happen again. The book is called Damage. It's published by Sports Media, and it's available now on Amazon and in all good bookshops. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. No, and, thank you, uh, guys. It's been my pleasure. Lovely. Thank you so much. Cheers, Have a Paul. great evening. Bye-bye now. Cheers. Well, that was interesting. What a, what a lovely guy. Amazing. Do you think he was going to sound like that? Yeah, I've seen it. I've heard it him before. Oh, you heard it before? Yeah. yeah. That's well, amazing. Amazing. Story. But I, seriously, it's, uh, it, it, it's a difficult read, but... Um, I really urge you to go go and read it. It's 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 uh, it, it's well worth it. Uh, just before we kind of finish off here, don't forget you can still get the Spurs Show season ticket. Last week, uh, if you got the Spurs Show season ticket, you would have been there free meeting here in Hunter Davis. You had the Hunter Davis show, yeah, there? great. Oh, tremendous! It was uh, extraordinary. Had a very nice dinner with them afterwards. Oh, very, very nice. erudite, great stories. Uh, the next one we've got is currently down for October the 24th, unless um, the if we win against Barnsley tonight and we, the draw doesn't go in our favour, we play away on a Tuesday, in which case we'll change that. But at the moment, October the 24th, we've got Bobby Davro and Paul Whitehouse joining us for our next live show. Go to season.spurshow.net buy a season ticket and you'll get into all these events that free. Needs, that needs to be on a, on a pier somewhere, doesn't it? That? Sorry? That needs to be on a pier somewhere. Absolutely. I know. <laughs> I know. And then we've got the November show and then Christmas show, but date and diary is Tuesday, December the 12th. Hopefully by next week we would have confirmed the guest. We had Teddy. Teddy we had. And now he's managing in India. Mm, yeah, we had sharing, which that was great. Excuse. So uh, that's true. <laughs> that's why. That's why we haven't announced it. We had Teddy, and now I'm trying to get someone else. But there we go. Um, yeah, go to season dot net. Well, gentlemen, we're going to chat further in, in a minute about the West Ham game coming up at the weekend. But until then, uh, Sean and Matt, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, don't forget the outro music you hear um, is available from Boys from the Lane dot com. Uh, until Friday, come on, you Spurs. Today is today. Uh, 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 today.
This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Sports Social Podcast Network.